First, I want to start out by saying thank you for all of your cards, for all of your prayers, for all of your sentiments, and I thank God that I'm a part of such a family. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Shabbat Shalom. This Torah reading for this week's parasha is entitled Baria, meaning he approached. It is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 18, verse 1 through chapter 22, verse 24. Now, Adonai came to visit Abraham accompanied by two angels. They appeared to Abraham near the oak trees of Mamre. Abraham was sitting at the door of his tent, perhaps still recuperating from his circumcision in chapter 17. When Abraham noticed Adonai and the two angels, he quickly ran and approached them, then bowed before them and said, Sirs, please stay a while with me, your servant. I will bring water to wash your feet. You can rest under the trees. I will get you food to eat. You can eat as much as you want. Then you can continue your journey. The three men said, do as you wish. Now, Abraham rushed and hurried to Sarah and said, quickly prepare three loaves of bread. Then he ran to his cattle and took the best young cattle calf and gave it to the servant and told him to kill it quickly and prepare it for food. And when all was ready in haste, Abraham served his heavenly guest. Now Abraham was told by Adonai of the promised son, Isaac. And when Sarah overheard, she laughed to herself saying, after I have become old, shall I have pleasure? And my Lord being old also. Now, after showing his guests great hospitality, the patriarch courteously walked them down the road with his guests as they departed. It was then that Abraham was informed about the situation in Sodom. Abraham said, no, Adonai said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great. Their sin is so grievous that I will go and see for myself. The men headed toward Sodom as Abraham was standing before the Lord. The scripture says that he drew nearer to Adonai. This drawing nearer implies worship. Abraham humbled himself and said, Lord, compared to you, I am just dust and ashes. Yet Abraham spoke with boldness. Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? He asked, would you not spare the city if 50 righteous were found? Now, Abraham was persistent with his insistence on the righteous being saved. Abraham asked, what if 45, then 40, then 30 or 20? Then he said, Lord, suffer me this last time. If 10 righteous people are found, will you destroy Sodom? The Lord replied, he would not. In chapter 19, the two men arrived in Sodom. It was evening and Lot was sitting in the gate. Lot saw the men and rose to meet them. He bowed himself with his face toward the earth. 
and said, sirs, please come to my house. I will serve you. And there you can wash your feet and stay the night. Then tomorrow you can continue your journey. The angels answered, no, we will stay the night in the city square. But Lot pressed the men. So they agreed and went with him. Lot served them refreshments and baked unleavened bread and they ate. Now, if I could speculate here, I believe that it was at this point that Lot understood that his guests were angels. There's something about breaking bread and having fellowship that brings us closer together. And it is also notable that unleavened bread is mentioned here in scripture for the very first time. That evening, just before bedtime, perverse and wicked men from every quarter of Sodom came to Lot's house and stood around the house and called Lot, saying, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out. We want to have intercourse with them. Now, Lot went out by himself, closing the door behind him and attempted to reason with the Sodomites. I have two daughters who have never known a man. I will give my daughters to you and you could do anything you want with them. But please do not do anything to these men. They have come to my house and I must protect them. Now, Lot's offer strikes us as unbelievable. But in his defense, it could be that he knew that the men were not interested in women. Arnold Frutenbaum's commentary says, and I quote, that Lot faced awful moral choices here. Whatever he does here will be wrong. He has the obligation to protect his home, including the sanctity of his daughters who were made in God's image. On the other hand, he has the obligation to protect his guests who have come up under the protection of his home. They, too, are made in God's image. And since the angels could have intervened before this, it seems that they forced Lot to make the decision. Now, had Lot handed over the angels, his entire family may not have been spared. The angels opened the door and pulled Lot back into the house, then locked the door and struck the Sodomites with blindness. Lot was told that Adonai had sent the angels to destroy Sodom. Then he was instructed to gather all his family. So he went to his sons-in-laws and told them of the coming destruction. Unfortunately, they did not believe him. When morning came, the angels hurried, Lot saying, take your wife and daughters and leave this place and escape. Run toward the mountains without delay. They also were commanded not to look back upon Sodom, which proved to be fatal for Lot's wife, for she did, she did look back and was changed into a pillar of salt. Now Lot was afraid to flee to the mountains, so he went instead to Zor. But ironically, he left Zor for the mountains and lived in a cave. 
Now thinking their chances for marrying and conceiving children was slim, the two daughters took turns getting their father drunk and having sex with him. Their acts of incest showed Sodom's influence on their lives. The firstborn daughter conceived and named her son Moab, which means from father. The second daughter conceived and named her son Benamai, which means son of my father, son of my people. Moab and Benamai, whose descendants were the Moabites and Amorites, became mortal enemies of Israel. Chapter 20, another great failure on the part of Abraham. The first failure, Abraham lied in Egypt about Sarah being his sister instead of his wife. The second failure, Abraham was having a son with Hagar, Sarah's handmaid. And now the third failure of Abraham is a repeat of the first failure. He again lies about Sarah's relationship to him by saying she was his sister instead of his wife. This entire chapter is about the great failure of Abraham. Chapter 21, Isaac is born according to the promise. Isaac is circumcised on the eighth day. And when Ishmael mocks the occasion, Sarah requires that both he and his mother, Hagar, be dismissed. Abraham distresses because of this. Nevertheless, Adonai orders him to comply. Adonai promised to make Ishmael a mighty nation. Abraham dismisses Hagar and her son, and the two go off into the wilderness of Beersheba. Hagar and the child runs out of water. An angel of God appears and supplies them water. Ishmael prospers and marries. Chapter 22. Abraham is commanded to sacrifice his son, Isaac, as a burnt offering. Abraham is obedient and journeys to the appointed place. Now observe. Isaac, the promised son, bound on the altar, Abraham with knife in hand, raised arm, and that fixed look in his eyes. And at that moment, an angel called to him from heaven, saying, Abraham, Abraham, here am I, he replied. Don't lay a hand on the boy, he said. Don't do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld your son from me. Now Abraham looked and in the thicket he saw a ram who was caught by his horns. Abraham took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of Isaac. Closing thoughts. This world will face God's judgment as Sodom did. We view Lot's decision pertaining to his daughters as hellish. But today we allow the world to come in and take our children and to do whatever they wish to do with them. By damnable movies and TV programs, by despicable educational systems, by false religions and violence, even in the womb, and by straight up worldliness. All flesh would either be sacrificed to the world or on the altar of the cross. 
The example that we should follow in this parasha is the example of Isaac, who was a foreshadow of Yeshua. Family, the best place for any of us to be is on the altar of the cross. On the cross is where we learn to live the crucified life and die to self. Messiah said, he who loves father and mother more than he loves me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than he loves me is not worthy of me. And he who does not pick up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Oh, Lord. Help us to decrease and allow you to increase. Shabbat Shalom.